This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Zamprin. A heartbreaking loss for the Tiger Cats as Calgary blocked a potential game-winning field goal in the last minute to extend Hamilton's losing streak at McMahon to 15 years and counting. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It is powered by Eastgate Ford, and it is now live on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. So after not doing a show on the radio on Labor Day, uh, look at this. We're doing an extended fifth quarter today, at least, well, an hour and 12 minutes worth, uh, not only to make up for uh, for the non-radio fifth quarter on Labor Day, but because it was such a sensational ending to another football game involving the Hamilton Tiger Cats. This time around, however, it did not go the Tiger Cats way. It's something about Calgary, something about that stadium, something about that team, whether it's a, a hex or a curse or whatever, it is certainly... A stumbling block for this Ticats franchise. We have tweets aplenty already coming in, emails, Facebook messages soon to come, and uh, the lines are open at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML, or again, send us a note on CHML's Facebook page. The Ticats started well. They were playing a good road game until late in the second quarter, and that's when the wheels started to fall off. They took the lead. They had the lead at halftime. They had the lead going into the fourth quarter. But when when Dane Evans threw that interception to Trey Roberson, or at least Trey Roberson picked off Dane Evans at the Calgary 7, that to me was the turning point of this ballgame. Because after that, the Ticats scored just four more points. So whether there was a mental block offensively or just a mental block period, I thought the defense played really good today. For whatever reason, this team just could not get Back on the scoreboard. Four turnovers today for Hamilton. Four. That is a sloppy game. Good road game, but once the turnovers started going, the wheels fell off. And the difference in this game today is one point. Calgary beating Hamilton 19-18. to The Stamps scored six points off those Four turnovers. And the Cats going into the fourth quarter this season were 6-1. and one. They now fall to 6-2. and two. Calgary's now 2-2 two and two after trailing after three quarters of play. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Again, you can email rick at 900chml.com, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Also broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page, you can send us a comment there as well. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you download your favorite podcast. We're going to take a pause, go to commercial break. When we come back, your calls, your tweets, your emails, your reaction, my reaction to today's game. And we'll start compiling the votes for our player of the game. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML.
Yes, we are back. Rick Samprin here. Fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML, 905-645-3221, star 9900. On your cellular device, you can tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin or at AM 900 CHML. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email. We have emails streaming in. We have tweets coming in. We have phone calls coming in. And we have... Some messages on CHML's Facebook page as well, in which we're broadcasting live once again. Don't forget, download the Fifth Quarter Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, just to recap, Ticats lose a heartbreaker again. How many of these have we had over the last number of years? 19-18 the final. Ticats led for pretty much the entire game up until about uh, just shy of seven minutes left to play in the game when Bo Levi Mitchell hit... Eric Rogers for a 15-yard touchdown. Uh, 19-18, the final. Cats had a chance to win at the end. However, a Liram Haralahu 42-yard field goal attempt blocked by Trey Roberson. And I know we usually pick Tiger Cats for player of the game, but to me, Trey Roberson is the player of the game. Not only for the block, which was huge, obviously, but the interception as well. And to me, that interception was the turning point of this ball game. Ticats were up 14-3 when Dane Evans heaves one down the far sideline and is picked off by Roberson just in front of Brandon Banks. And after that play, Hamilton scored just four points the entire game. That play came with about two and a half minutes left in the first half. And I know the defense is playing great. Hey, they held Calgary to field goals and field goal attempts all game long up until that last game-winning touchdown drive by the Stamps. So here's another thing I want to ask the fans who call in, who email in, who tweet, who chime in on CHML's Facebook page, apart from who is your player of the game and what do you think of this ball game? But what's your confidence level? And I don't want to square in or hone in or zero in on one guy. But I'm going to anyways. And that's Dane Evans. And he was chugging along. First half, he had a great first half. 21 of 27, 238 yards. He threw a touchdown. Yeah, he had that interception. That's going to happen. But he's the straw that stirs the drink on offense. Every quarterback is. What's your confidence level going into the playoffs with Dane Evans as the starter? And we're going to do it out of 10. I have a 6 out of 10 confidence level that Dane Evans can be the guy and lead this team to a Grey Cup win. Not an East Division final win. A Grey Cup win. What's the confidence level that you have in Dane Evans? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Use the hashtag 5th quarter if you're hopping on Twitter at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. We're also broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page. Another quick timeout when we come back. Calls, emails, tweets, messages on Facebook. You're listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Another heartbreaker at McMahon Stadium for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and of course, all us fans. 1918, the Stamps eke out 
a win over the Tiger Cats. Hamilton falls to nine and three. The Stamps improving to eight and four. Hamilton's four-game winning streak, by the way, also coming to an end today, and they still have not won. This is unbelievable. Uh, Tiger Cats have not won a football game in Calgary since two thousand and four. And Bo Levi Mitchell, and I know fans of the Black and Gold are going to cringe after they hear that Mitchell is now twelve and zero versus the Cats. And, and it's not just him. I know we focus on the quarterback with the win-loss record, but there's a bunch of guys that have played for Calgary over the years that are 12-0, and 0, or maybe even better, against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. All right, let's go to the phones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to uh, give me your thoughts on today's game and vote for your player of the game. You can call or send us an email, rick at 900chml.com. Uh, we're broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there as well, or tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter, uh, the uh, Twitter handles are at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Dave has been waiting patiently on the line, and he joins us now in the fifth quarter. Dave, how are you? Not bad yourself, Rick? I'm a little, uh, you know, perplexed. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. I I, I don't think... I th- well, actually, before I, I start commenting, I want to say that um, I appreciate that on Labor Day uh, you did the, the fifth quarter on Facebook Live. I wasn't able to view it live, but I downloaded the podcast later. And I love hearing the Ticat fans' thoughts after the game. So I appreciate that you did that, and I'd like to thank you for it. Awesome. Appreciate the support. Um, Now, that being said, uh, there was nothing today with that Calgary team that impressed me overly too much. Um, I thought this was more of a Hamilton loss than a Calgary win. They were in within the 35 a couple times with turnovers. You know, there's six points there at least. Um, if, If there's one thing you commented on that was, how confident you are with, with Dane Evans. I'd agree with you with the six, but this is a team that can play these teams like Calgary. And if they put a 20 spot on the board, they're going to win. You know, this defense is so good that, you know, Dane Evans doesn't have to be Bo Levi Mitchell to win. Um, if there's one thing that Dane Evans needs to do is practice the deep ball because that ball he threw to Banks should have been going into the end zone. So Banks should run under and catch it. But every time he goes deep, he's getting picked off. He's underthrowing it. The guys are coming back and picking it off, and, and it, it, he needs to work on it or just don't do it. Agreed. The, the one stat that alarms me with Evans is the interceptions. He has eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's too many turnovers. And I agree with you that you know if the Ticats score 20 points, they can win a football game because their defense is is one of the top three in the league. Their special teams is really good. You know, minus the block punt today or the blocked uh, field goal today. That's going to happen. You know, from time to time. But the offense still has to produce some points. And I'm confident that Evans can do it, but on a consistent basis in crunch time, we haven't seen it yet. So that's why I gave yeah, him a 6 out of 10. I mean, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot, though. I mean, there's that deep play that, that you know, like I said, it should have that ball should have been to the 5 to, to end zone. That's where that ball should be placed. It's placed at the 20, and Banks has to come back. And then they, they get in another drive, and, and they call this play of trying to be, like, all cute. And it's like, just take the points, boys. You guys are nickel and diamond at five yards here, five yards there, getting first downs. Why are you doing like a triple throwback, you know, and causing a fumble when you're in their end and, and in a tight game against a team you haven't beat in Calgary since 2004? Yeah, that Banks fumble was on the, uh, was on the Calgary 35. So you're in field goal range. And yeah, yeah you, you can't do that. That's what I mean. I, I, I look at this more of a, as, a, as a Hamilton loss and a Calgary win. I have confidence in this team. 
Um, the way it's built right now, I think Evans needs work on the long ball. But I'm telling you, if they meet Calgary in the in the Grey Cup, Bo Levi's going 12 and one market. I said it, and uh, I'll call you after the Grey Cup and let you know if I'm right or wrong. That would be fantastic. Who's your player of the game today? Uh, you know what? That dude jumped like 10 feet to block the field goal. Roberson. Yes. Uh, uh, you know they. You got to give it to him. I'd say uh, is that and for Hamilton, Speedy. B. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Dave. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Trey Roberson and Brandon Banks. I'll give Dave two votes because he held on to the phone so long. For me, Trey Roberson is the player of the game. Not only does he block the field goal attempt, and again, it was a 42-yarder. So, I mean, he had to go up and get it, and he got it. And he also had the interception that I think changed this football game. Now, there's two minutes, 23 seconds left in the first half. Ticats not only up by... Uh, 11 points it's 14 to 3 at that point but another score even if it's a field goal and it's 17 to 3 going into the half uh that that's a pretty darn good lead against a very good football team i think the ticats just shot themselves in the foot today and how many times have we said that after they've played either the stamps or at mcmahon here's some tweets coming in hawkeye says i hate mcmahon who doesn't what Ticats fan does not hate McMahon Stadium? Mr. Frugal tweets, Shades of July 2014, Fan bobbled the snap, and Masonic lost his first career start in Calgary. Not sure who's Masonic, but maybe was referring to Masoli. But back in 2014, Masoli wasn't the starter, so I don't know. But I know what Mr. Frugal means. James writes... Always take the points, man. I hear you, but that's just a fantastic block. Damned if you do. And that was in response to should have went for it on third and two. You got to kick the field goal. I mean, it's a 42-yarder. There's 32 seconds left. You got to get you got to get that three-point play. And sometimes, and this is the instance here where you just credit the other team. Trey Roberson jumps a million feet in the air to block Liram Haralahu. And it's game over, and the Stamps hold on to win. Jake tweets, classic Ticats. Val with the simple ugh, or ugh. Uh, Jim tweets, you know Steinauer will make this a teaching opportunity. This won't happen again. They did everything they could to keep Calgary in the game. I'm amazed it took so long for Calgary to take advantage. Glad they got this out of their system. Player of the game, Addison. Braylon Addison with another solid game today. And yeah, this this will be a teaching moment because this is a game the Ticats could have won. And some will say should have won. The de- defense played phenomenal tonight. The offense had a good start, but you know, come the half, they were held in check. They had the kickoff single. That was their scoring in the second half. A kickoff single to start the third quarter, and they did nothing else on the scoreboard. Defensively, though, that team, that unit, did the job today. And special teams had a good outing, too, minus the block field goal. Abrilahu, 3-for-4 on the day, today, kicking field goals. Uh, to email we go, and Alan writes, Hey, Rick, well, I knew it would be close, but when we were about to kick the 48-yard field goal, I thought we would win it, but Calgary blocked the field goal, and we lose it by one point. I thought we played quite well, and I'm ready for a fight against Edmonton next week. 
these next two weeks are huge. The way we played against Calgary today and the way Edmonton played against them last week, Edmonton shouldn't take us lightly. It will be a slaughter knocker. I still predict a 13-5 record this year. Go Cats go, player the game, Banks. So Trey Roberson has a couple votes. Brandon Banks with a couple votes. Braylon Addison also with a vote. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to Give me your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Send us a note on CHML's Facebook page or tweet us using the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Let's go back to the phones. Jason is waiting patiently. Jason, welcome to the fifth quarter. I'm glad to be back on your show. I haven't called in in a little while. We've missed you tremendously. Yeah. um, You know what? Um, I got to say... I got to go for uh, Dane Evans. Dane Evans played a very good game today. So Dane uh, Evans is your player of the game. Uh, well, Dane Evans for sure. Uh, the great Dane, I call him. I think if he had some more Scooby Snacks and the old mystery machine of the uh, Hamilton Ticats home there, Tim Hortons Field, I think they would have played better. Road trips are tough, especially after a uh, bye week. And uh, Brandon Banks, what, I, what do I got to say about Brandon Banks? He's still doing it. Uh, I, give him, uh, I would give him Sovereign Class, Enterprise E for sure. That's my Star Trek thing. Um, the defense, uh, both teams were v- very defensive-minded. It was a classic defensive matchup between the Stampeders and the Ticats. Uh, what can I say? They, they showed up and... Uh, uh, I, I made a few uh, Facebook posts about that, and uh, it was like going into Mordor there, Lord of the Rings, so to speak. Eh? But, uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm glad I got home in time to watch the game, you know, Rick, because I took, I took the missus out downtown Hamilton there. We had the art crawl, and that was pretty cool. And uh, my dad would have loved hearing me ta- talk about the game. Uh, I, I had a passing in the family recently last month. My dad... Uh, passed away. And, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Thank you, and, and I just want to thank everybody. I know there's people listening. Uh, they, they follow my Facebook stuff and everything, and I just want to thank them on the radio waves for, for their support and keeping an eye on me and, and the misses. And, uh, so was he, a, was he a big Ticats fan? He loved the Ticats, my dad, and, and if you can believe this, Rick, he loved the Alouettes too, eh? Because he, he liked my... The one thing about my dad is... Uh, when every team, he would say to me, when every team faced adversity, you had to bounce back. You had to keep going. Uh, you'll have your good games and bad games, just like uh, Dave earlier might have mentioned something similar to that. And, um, you know, I, I just got to say I was impressed. I, I had to do chores, you know, because uh, Lisa, my wife, she's, uh, you know, she wants me to get things done while the game's on, so it was nice. And uh, that's uh, what that's what halftime's for, though, isn't that's it? That's what halftime's for. But I, I was I was checking it out and getting what I got to get done, and uh, I'm glad I got to call in and thank everybody. And uh, go Tie Cats, go! I still think the Tie Cats look pretty strong. Um, I would just say, hey, just put this one behind you. Calgary is like a nemesis, man. They keep coming back. Eh? It's kind of like, uh, kind of like. Uh, Kind of like the Borg on Star Trek with Picard, you know? They're like equals, you know? They just I, I know what you're saying. Of... I know what you're saying. So what's your confidence level in Dane Evans? I gave him a, a 6 out of 10. Come playoff time, out of 10, what's your confidence level that Dane Evans can lead this team to a Grey Cup win? 
I'm going to say uh, 10 because it takes a real character player and all quarterbacks have their good and bad games. I think he can bounce back. They just got to get the right guys to keep uh, rolling on all, all the play levels and everything. And uh, he could do it. It's just it's just a game. They played, like I said, they played a nemesis. They just got to learn to adapt to a team that good. And they can do that. And the rest of the team will follow suit. And, 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 and as for the footwear from my last time I called with the footwear, Keep on running, guys. Keep on running the ball. Keep on making the tackles. Make the interceptions. That black, uh, I mean, that uh, that punt, that the blocked punt, I mean. The, the blocked field goal? That that was something. I, I, I saw that. I was like going, boo. I was, <laughs> I was, I couldn't believe it. But anyway, so I'm going to let the other callers call in. And I just want to thank everybody, the city of Hamilton. I had a good day. August was really rough on me, man. I, I just got to say, because I had, I had so much going on, and I just want to thank everybody, you included, and, and the community, everybody, the city, everybody, Canada. I'm glad I live in Canada, and I'm glad I'm, glad I'm a Canadian guy, and I love, hey, I love all my sports, uh, north of the border, south of the border, worldwide, man. I just want to say thanks, everybody, and uh, I'll, 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 get, I'll get along it just takes time, you know. But go tie cats. I think they're going to do well. All right, Jason, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and don't be a stranger. I will. And, Rick, uh, my best to your uh, staff and, and to your family. And uh, I, I really appreciate a family a lot more now. My family, you know, they're still trying to figure me out, but uh, I still love them, and, and, you, and, and you guys are almost like family to me. I wish, uh, I wish one day... Uh, all the best, and I, I like to see a great cup come to Hamilton, Rick, you know. That'd be nice. Have a good weekend, Jason. You too, and go Bulldogs. You got it. Thanks for Jason's call, and uh, again, our condolences to Jason and his family on uh, the passing of his father. When we come back, more calls, tweets, emails, Facebook messages as well. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. My name's Rick Samprin. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Calgary 19, Hamilton 18. It was a tough one again at McMahon Stadium for the Tiger Cats. They've not won at that venue since 2004. Their four-game winning streak came to an end today. Uh, they did not have a good second half offensively. Uh, Dane Evans um, had a really good ball game in terms of moving the ball, but just too many turnovers. Stunted there offensive opportunities. Calgary scored six points off four turnovers. Uh, the Ticats defense did not force any turnovers. And uh, you had a one-point win on a blocked field goal at the end as the Stamps come away with the two points. Dane Evans today, 34 of 43 for 79.1% on his completion percentage, threw for 360 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Bo Levi Mitchell was 24 of 40 for 342 yards. 24 of 40, by the way, is a 60% uh, completion percentage. 342 yards, the lone touchdown to Eric Rogers. On the ground, Anthony Coombs, the leading ball carrier for the Ticats, seven carries for 35 yards. Addison 
had three carries for 34, Banks four for 19, Jackson Bennett just three carries for 16 yards. Kadeem Carey had nine carries for the Stamps for 42 yards. Terry Williams, four carries for 22. And amongst the receivers, Braylon Addison had eight receptions for 114 yards. Brandon Banks, eight for 105 and a TD. Acklin had five catches for 37. Uh, Nikola Kalinich, three for 30. Marcus Tucker, five for 30. Bennett, two for 24. Coombs, two for 12. And Mike Jones, one catch for eight yards for the Stamps. Eric Rogers had eight catches for 129 yards and a TD. Reggie Begleton, six for 106. Kadeem Carey, three for 40. Josh Huff, four for 36. And three other individuals had one catch apiece. And defensively for the Ticats, Justin Tuggle and Richard Leonard, as well as Kerry Brooks, all led the way with six defensive tackles. And for the Stamps, Brandon Smith and Winton McManus both had Eight. My player of the game today, Trey Roberson, not only the blocked field goal, but also the interception. He had five defensive tackles as well. And that uh, that interception at the end of the first half, to me, was the turning point of this football game because the Cats committed three other turnovers after that, scored just four points after that interception. And the offense, as I said, moving the football but could not get into the end zone, could not get more field goals. Those turnovers really hampered their offensive opportunities. Lines are open for you to call and uh, voice your thoughts on today's game. Star 9900 on your cell, or you can call us at 905-645-3221. You can email us, rick at 900chml.com. i got a couple of emails to get to. Lots of tweets coming in, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page, and tons of messages are coming in. Let's read a few of those before we get back to the phones. Bruce writes, was hoping you would have your Ticats jersey on, Rick. Defense blew it in the second half. Dean had a great game. Long story short, who's in first place? The Ticats. Have a great weekend all, and as always, thanks for having the fifth quarter, Rick. Oski, wee-wee. I'm not sure the defense blew it in the second half, because the Stamps scored 13 points in the second half. I mean, that's not a crazy amount of points. Now, the Ticats offense in the second half scored just one point. That was on a kickoff single to start the second half. So the offense has to do a lot more. A lot more, especially in the second half on the road. Ari on CHML's Facebook page writes, Great overall team effort. Play to win. To beat the best, you have to take chances. Run the clock out and gain those two yards with Dane Evans going for a two-yard run. Reminds me of the same situation going for the win in Calgary and Justin Medlock slipping in the snow. We showed we can play with and beat Calgary in the Grey Cup. Player of the game, Dane Evans, he kept them in it with a second to the entire defense. Uh, I will say this. The snow game, wasn't that Luka Kanji who, who slipped or was it Medlock? I'm trying to remember. I thought it was Luka Kanji. There might have been more than one now that I think of it. <laughs> Brad writes, a tough loss, but still a good game. Turnovers killed momentum and that blocked field goal. If not for that, this game was ours. Player of the game is Braylon Addison. Wendy writes, horrible game. Lyrum needs to get with it. And really, aside from the blocked field goal, I think Harulahu had a pretty strong game. He was three for four on the day from field goal land. Was kicking off well, punted the ball, you know, okay today. Didn't have a bad game, just had one big glaring mistake when it really counted. 
Uh, last one on CHML's Facebook page. There's a ton more still to come. Uh, but Chuck writes, flat out undisciplined play today. No excuses for all the turnovers. We didn't deserve to win at all. Defense was stellar and strong. But other than that, no further comment. Another year watching Bo Levi brag about his undefeated streak against us. Yuck. Player of the game, the defense. Another vote for the defense. So right now, I've been tallying up the votes as the tweets and the emails and uh, the Facebook messages have come in. Uh, Dane Evans leads the pack with uh, four votes right now for player of the game. Another thing I'm asking, what's your confidence level? Come the Grey Cup championship game, if the Ticats are in that game, what's your confidence level in Dane Evans to get the job done and lead this team to victory? I gave him a 6 out of 10. Jason gave him a 10 out of 10. Dave agreed with me, our earlier caller, with a 6 out of 10. Let's see what Rod thinks. Rod has called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Rod, how are you? I'm fine, Rick. I'm uh, just... Just a quick comment. Um, I haven't called in for many years, but with regard to Dane Evans, there are two things to watch, I think. The first is we play Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. Am I correct? The next two games, you mean? Yes. No, the, uh, ne- the next two games are in Edmonton and then in Winnipeg and then back home against Edmonton. Okay. Um, I, I would think that um, those are, are three key games with regard to Dane Evans. Uh, because one could ask the question, who has he really beaten this year? Um, he's like he played Toronto, um, and, and Toronto has not done well so far this year. So, uh, my, as far as the jury being out, I, I would like to see what happens in the next two or three games when he plays of some teams that are have a little bit more caliber. The second thing is, um, I I've yet to see him show or throw with any real accuracy something more than 20, 25 yards as far as the passing is concerned. What's your comment on that? Well, number one, I'll answer the first one first. The teams that he has beaten, so he came in relief of Jeremiah Masoli when they beat the Blue Bombers on July 26th. But again, Hamilton was leading that game. Yes, they were. Uh, um, Evans really didn't do anything in that football game, and the Ticats won. Uh, they lost the following week in Saskatchewan and didn't look particularly great, but he's beaten BC twice, Ottawa, and Toronto. So when you look at the standings, those are three of the worst, if not the three worst teams in the Canadian Football yeah, League. That, so that, that's, that's my point. That, that's a great point. And number yeah, he, two, the deep, the deep ball, he's having trouble with the deep ball. Yeah, with the deep ball. Now, if things don't work out in the exhibition uh, games, um, whether he can really do the job, I, I, I don't know. But he looked good. Was Moore, the the second string quarterback, Hayden Moore? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I I felt that uh, he should been, should have been given maybe more of an opportunity. Um, but those are the two comments, really. I, I think I'll, I'll sit back and, and watch what happens over the next two or three games when he plays some teams of caliber. Um, uh, and if, if he he doesn't show well. Then, then I think there's there's room for concern. You make some great points, Rod. Who's your player of the game today? Um, I guess you could say the, uh, the defense. Basically, I think the defense has played well all year. All right, great votes, and uh, don't wait a few years to call us again. You make some great points. Love to hear from you next week. Thanks, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email us, rick at 900chml.com is the email address. Tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. We're also broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in by uh, sending us a note on Facebook. 
Email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Always emails the program, and we love the support. He says, uh, greetings, Rick. This was a game of coulda, woulda, shoulda. Cats lose, but should not have. A game of inches. Blocking that last-minute field goal. Calgary got lucky, and sometimes that's all it takes. Player of the game, I have to give this to the defense. They played very well today. Next up, Edmonton. Go Cats go. Again, that's Stephen in Penticton, B.C. When we return, more emails, tweets, Facebook messages, and your calls as well at star 9900 on your cell and 905-645-3221. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. 19-18, the final score in favor of the Stampeders over the Tiger Cats today. Hamilton falling to 9-3 and on the season the Stamps now 8-4. Out-of-town scoreboard late in the first half in Saskatchewan. The Rough Riders and the Alouettes are scoreless. So let's go through the standings. And again, phones are open for the next half hour at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. And we're also broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page. So send us a note as well. Updated standings up to the minute. In fact, the Ticats, as I mentioned, 9-3. and three. They have 18 points on the season. 6-0 and at home. 3-3 and three on the road. 4-1 and one in the division. Impressive stats across the board. Montreal in second place. And I think that's a bit of a surprise for many of us. Not only... The fact that they're 6-4 and four entering today's game against the Rough Riders. But it's been the way they've played, especially after dumping their head coach before the season. Kahari Jones is the guy. The team's up for sale. A lot of turmoil in Montreal. And they've played, I thought, pretty well so far this season. And now they're up 3 nothing on the Rough Riders late in the first quarter. So Montreal 6-4. and four. They have 12 points on the season. They're 3-2 and two both at home and away, so pretty consistent uh, so far this season. Also 3-2 and two within the East Division. And here's where the wheels come off in the East Division. Ottawa has been downright dreadful over the last several weeks, including their loss in BC uh, 29-5 last night. They were just awful. That's a downward uh, a team that's in a downward spiral. Look up downward spiral in the dictionary, and the Red Blacks logo is going to be right there. They're three and nine, one and five at home, two and four away, and one and three in the division. And I'm not sure they're that much better than Toronto. It's just a couple points behind. The Argos are two and nine, and they beat Ottawa a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Argos one and four at home, one and five away, and one and three in the division. That battle for last place or the first overall draft pick is going to be interesting because BC's also in the mix as well. We'll get to BC in a second. Out west, Winnipeg is nine and three. Uh, they're idle this week. They have a two-point lead on the Calgary Stampeders after the Stamps won today, of course. Uh, Winnipeg nine and three, six and zero at home, three and three away. They're six and one in the division. It's been a pretty good campaign for the Blue Bombers. Calgary's eight and four. They're five and two at home, three and two away, five and one. In the division, Calgary is two points up on Saskatchewan. And again, Sask trailing Montreal three zip. I've actually taken that field goal off the board. I think there was a penalty. So the Owls will go back uh, in field goal formation to take that lead. Uh, Sask is seven and four. They're five and one at home, two and three on the road, and three and two in the division. Edmonton at six and six, treading water as we speak, four and two at home, two and four away from Commonwealth. They're also 2-5 and five in the division. And rounding out the West Division, uh, well off the pace, the BC Lions 2-10. and 10. 
They won their first home game last night. They're now one and six at home, which is just unbelievable. They're one and four on the road. O oh and seven in the West. It has been a tough year for the BC Lions so far this year. Ticats losing against the Stamps once again. They have not won at McMahon Stadium since 2004. Bo Levi Mitchell and company 12-0 against the Cats in their last 12 outings. Although we do know that Hamilton beat Calgary earlier on this season, 30-23 at Tim Hortons Field. But as we know, Nick Arbuckle started that game for the Stamps, who played well at Tim Hortons Field, but Hamilton played that much better that particular game. What's your confidence level in Ticats quarterback Dane Evans come the Grey Cup championship game? If this team finishes first like they're supposed to do in the East Division, they'll get that first round by. They go into the East Division final, perhaps against Montreal, perhaps against a Western Division team that has crossed over and has beaten the Alouettes in the East semifinal. What's your confidence level in Dane Evans, not only to get the job done, but to win the trophy? to guide this Ticats team to a Grey Cup championship win. Right now, for me, I give him a 6-10. and 10. And Ron, our previous caller, brings up a great point. You know, Who has Dane Evans beaten? Or, more accurately, which teams have the Ticats beaten with Dane Evans as a starting quarterback? Well, they've lost to Calgary in Calgary, and again, that's a tough place to play. They bombed the Argos on Labor Day, but again, they had to come back to win that game. They won in Ed, or they won in uh, BC 13 to 10. Again, not a spectacular football game. They beat a very bad Ottawa team 21 to 7 in the capital. But again, on the road, it's it's not easy to win on the road. And they had to rally to beat the BC Lions 35-34 at Tim Hortons Field. And they lost in Saskatchewan 24-19 to the Rough Riders. So, the two losses, yeah, are very close. No, combined six points against Saskatchewan and Calgary. But when you look at the wins, two against BC, one against Ottawa, one against Toronto, yeah, you start to think, hmm, what's going to happen next week when they're in Edmonton against a team that's coming off a bye week, a team that has lost its last two games against their provincial rivals, a team that is going to be angry and hosting a Ticats team that's coming off a frustrating, heartbreaking loss. The recipe's not there for any good feelings. I know they're staying in Alberta, which is the right thing to do. That's going to be a long and arduous week for the Ticats to come off this kind of loss and to play that kind of opponent in a hostile territory. So I'm not I'm not going to say that Edmonton is going to walk over the Ticats. That's going to be a hard-fought game, but that's going to be a tough game for the Ticats to win. And then the Cats are in Winnipeg. This three-game stretch, I'm not sure the schedule makers were doing the Ticats any favors here. Now, after this three-game stretch, which includes today's game against Calgary, it eases up a little bit. The Tiger Cats are hosting Edmonton at Tim Hortons Field. Then they entertain Ottawa. They go to Montreal and close out the season hosting the Argos. So I like the last four games. These three games here, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, all on the road, really tough. Your thoughts on today's game? Vote for your player of the game. Our lines are open at star 9900 on your cell. You can also call us at 905-645-3221. 
at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can send us a note via Facebook or email Rick at 900CHML.com. Flurry of comments coming in here on Twitter. This one from Jared. He just has the sad face emoji with the tear coming down. Ah, I feel the same. Patrice says, lousy, sloppy from uh, form on the field goal attempt. Cost them the game. Not Calgary's fault. Hamilton disaster. Matthew tweets at Rick Samprin. Tough loss for the Ticats today. If we stop turning the ball over so much and start getting more TDs, we will be fine. My hashtag player of the game goes to Speedy B because he played well today. Stefan agrees. He simply says, Banks. Jimmy V says, great game. Turnovers killed us. Dane, my player of the game. Go Cats, go. And Jeff sending us a tweet as well, at Rick Samprin. Tough loss. Should have won, but they let Calgary hang around instead of stepping on their throat. Need to bounce back next week. Player of the game, Simone Lawrence. So a vote for Simone Lawrence. What did Simone Lawrence do today defensively? He had a solid game. You know, he passed the eye test for sure. Statistically, Simone Lawrence had three defensive tackles. Again, a guy who's always around the ball, always active, the heartbeat of the defense, that emotional leader, the Ticats, and every team so desperately needs. They need a spark plug on D. That's Simone Lawrence in a nutshell. Yet another really solid game today. More comments coming in on CHML's Facebook page. This one is from Frank. He says, Evans played so-so and is still shaky when pressed in the fourth quarter. Allen writes, Braylon Addison, player of the game. Chuck says, I don't mind watching Ottawa struggle. In fact, it makes me smile. As far as I'm concerned, I hate them more than Toronto and Calgary. Wow, Chuck really has a hate on for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Thomas says, turnovers, this team's been sloppy all year and it costs them. Thomas also says 40%. I think he's referring to, you know, out of 10, what's his confidence level in Dane Evans? So he's going with a 4 out of 10. I don't know if I'd go that low because we've seen him do some good things. I mean, he's he's a confident guy. I think the team has rallied around him since the injury to Jeremiah Masoli. I think the defense realizes that, listen, Dane Evans is not Jeremiah Masoli. And he's never going to be. We have to, we have to lock down. And I think that I think the offense has, from time to time, looked really good. But from time to time, has looked nah. And today, with the turnovers, you just you you can't turn the ball over against a team like Calgary, especially on the road. If this team plays a solid first half like they did, and does not turn the ball over, they win going away without question. The Ticats get the job done today. Those turnovers killed him, and especially that interception by Trey Roberson. They're up 14-3. to They're moving the football again. And a dumb deep ball, or a poorly thrown deep ball, more accurately, turned this game on its head. Roberson interception, intercepts the football. Calgary gets three points. It's a six-point swing, and it's a brand-new ball game. And the Ticats score just four points after that interception. Chuck says, I give Dane a solid 8 out of 10. He can do it, just needs to keep working at getting better and honing his skills. Tony says, we need a punter. 
If that's all the Ticats needed, they'd be in very good shape. But I don't think that's going to happen. Lerm Haralahu is going to be the guy going forward. Ari writes, we have another kicker, the global player, and he warrants another look. I don't I don't think we should hang this loss on Laram Hiralahu just because a potential game-winning field goal was blocked. Was that a uh, an epic play in this game? Yeah, without a doubt. That was the game when it came down to it. But as I said, if the Ticats don't commit a turnover today, they win this game. They end the Calgary curse at McMahon. Without question, not even close. I don't think this is a one-point ball game either way if the Ticats don't turn the football over. I think they might win by a touchdown, maybe even 10 points. The defense was dominant. Calgary didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Send us a tweet. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Zamprin or at am900chml. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in with your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game. We will name in less than 15 minutes our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It is powered by Eastgate Ford on 900chml. Rick St. Prin here, 19-18, the final score in favor of the Calgary Stampeders. Hamilton now 9-3 and on the season. Their four-game winning streak has come to a crashing end in heartbreaking style as a last-minute field goal attempt from Lerum Haralahu, a 42-yarder, very makeable. And up until that point, he was 3-4 on the game. He missed from 48. He connected from 25 22 and 45 and uh, finished the day 3 of 5 but a tough loss another tough loss for the Ticats at McMahon they haven't won there since 2004 that was as you probably recall the first year of the Greg Marshall era Danny McManus was leading the team the Cats stormed out of the gate at 3-0, and and I think their third win of the season that year was a an epic come-from-behind win in Calgary. I think it was like 55-23 or something ridiculous like that. Uh, and that was the last time they won at McMahon. How crazy is that? That is just a mind-boggling stat. When you think of all, you know, all the chances, all the opportunities this team has had, there have been some very close games at that stadium over the years. Uh, of course, we also remember the 60-1 to debacle that uh, spelled the end of the Kent Austin era in Hamilton. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have 10 minutes left to go in this fifth quarter. An extended version, uh, if you uh, recall, we uh, weren't able to broadcast on the radio on Labor Day. It was only a Facebook uh, live presentation. Uh, today, the game ended early. It was a very quick game, a tidy game. So we thought, yeah, let's kick off the fifth quarter uh, early and go for uh, an hour and 18 minutes. Uh, next game, by the way, for the Ticats in Edmonton. That should be a tough one. It is a 9.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. So we're going to be on the air at 12.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, September the 21st. Hopefully you are around as well. So we'll uh, And hopefully we're talking about a Ticats win. Uh, on that day as well. 27,962, the announced crowd for today's ball game at McMahon Stadium. Who's your player of the game? You can vote us, uh, vote for your player of the game by calling us 
uh, going onto our Facebook page, sending us an email, rick at 900chml.com, or tweeting us at ricksamprin at am900chml. Patrice on Twitter says, this personal phone-in is beautiful. She's referring to the call that Jason made earlier on. A great day, art crawl, etc. What a lovely guy. Condolences. We all have those tough times. Great Ticat comments also. Uplifting to hear this. And again, if you missed it, Jason called in. He recently lost his father, uh, and we offer our condolences to him as well. as Both he and his dad, big Ticats fans, and uh, too bad they couldn't celebrate a win today. Jim on Twitter, this is to the question of... You know, whether or not Dane Evans, you know, what's your confidence level in Dane Evans come a Grey Cup championship game? The Ticats make it to the Grey Cup. What's your confidence level? I gave him a 6 out of 10. Mike gives him a 7.5 or 8. He tweets, understand your sentiment. Just hope that he will gain valuable experience down the stretch to raise that to a 7.5 or an 8. Jim tweets, if no one has already mentioned this, he says, there were very few penalties during this game. A nice, clean game. Testament to the discipline on both sides. We just might see them again in Calgary in November. Yeah, that'd be nice. Penalties, by the way, yeah, it was, it was a tidy game today. Especially when you compare it <laughs> to Labor Day and the madness that happened at uh, Tim Hortons Field with the two ejections and the fisticuffs and all the extracurriculars. Uh, penalties today. Hamilton just three penalties for 35 yards, and Calgary was penalized six times for 65 yards. So in total, nine penalties for 100 yards. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Jim also writes, uh, eight out of ten, Dane is only going to get smarter and better, and Matthew has a six and a half out of ten. Email from Claude coming in to uh, Rick at 900 chml Dot com. Rick, I blame Condell for the loss. Referring to offensive coordinator Tommy Condell. Reason is instead of using Jackson Bennett more, they used Anthony Coombs. Especially the last drive, they need a power back to get those needed yards. Anthony Coombs, seven carries today for 35 yards. And Jackson Bennett, just three carries for 16 yards. They need, they not only need the power back, they need a back who they are confident enough to give the ball to, that that individual is going to get some big chunks here and there. A five-yarder here, a nine-yarder there, rushing for 12 yards on this carry, seven yards on the next carry, 15 on the next, maybe bust a 35-yard run. You know, when's the last time we had a running back that every time that individual touched the football, the other team was like, whoa, you know, this guy can break one. Was it C.J. Gable? I guess it was. You know, Alex Green had a couple of those games, but really, in his Ticats tenure, he didn't have a lot of them. Gable would be that guy, although, you know, he was injured all the time, or at least it seemed like it. And now he's with Edmonton's having a great, you know, rebirth of his career. Troy Davis would have been that guy in the early 2000s. You know, he'd rip off a 60-yarder or a 20-yarder, putting that fear in the defense. Defenses are looking at the Ticats running back quandary, really. I mean, Hamilton's down to their, what, fifth, sixth, seventh starting tailback. And they're not afraid. There's no fear factor there. And I know they brought in Terrell Sutton, and I know he was affected when, when he was with the Montreal Alouettes, but he's not the same type of player. He's a good back, a solid back, but he's not going to scare opposing defenses. 
And you might be saying, hey, Kadeem Carey from the Stamps doesn't scare opposing defenses. And yeah, he doesn't. But they also have Bo Levi Mitchell. They also have some great receivers. Calgary also has an awesome defense and very good special teams. And that's why they're always in the mix. Uh, back to Claude blaming Tommy Condell. I, the only, the only offensive player really had a had a an issue with was the Brandon Banks fumble. If you're going to run the ball, just run the ball. Don't fake the throw. Don't even call the throw. I mean, you're you're up at that point of the football game. It was eighteen to nine, and they're at the Calgary thirty-five. So you're almost assured of three more points. You're going to make it a twenty-one to nine football game, hopefully at the very least. And they give the football away, and Calgary scores three points, and again, it's a different ball game. Angelo on email says, Hi, Rick. They made one more play than us today. It's the curse of the horse. <laughs> I think they've gotten in our heads psychologically. So Mitchell is 12-0 against us. This one hurts a lot. So close. Let's move on. Player of the game, Evans, Big Ange from the Creek. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? If the Ticats and Stampeders made it to the Grey Cup, we know it's in McMahon, that'd be the place and the time to end the curse, wouldn't it? That would be sensational. Philly Filski on email writes, Frustrating. Would other word can best describe? I think he meant to write, What other word can you use to best describe it? For all the good Reinbold special teams have done this year, the blocked field goal at the end was inexcusable. Ticats should have won this game. I hate McMoan Stadium. Love the nickname. I honestly think the Ticats team is cursed there. No victory there since 2004. Are you kidding me? Writes Philly Filski. And he goes on to say, Equally ridiculous is Mitchell's 12-0 record against the Ticats. Probably won't happen, but I would love to see Calgary be the crossover team at the end and play the Ticats in the Eastern Final and the Ticats thump the Stamps. Player of the game has to be Evans. File this one away under you for unfortunate and on to Edmonton we go. I don't know if Calgary is going to be the crossover team. I mean, they would. It's it's conceivable. It could happen. But they've already beaten Edmonton twice. They have a four-point cushion on the Eskimos. I don't see this Calgary team slipping in the standings by losing to other teams. But, hey, stranger things have happened. I do expect them to quite possibly finish first in the West Division. I mean, that could happen as well. As I know, uh, they're a darn good football team, both home and away. And uh, we all know how difficult it is to win at McMahon. Out-of-town scoreboard update. Montreal up 6 to nothing on Saskatchewan with um, about 10 minutes to play in the first half. So that should be an entertaining ending at uh, Mosaic Stadium. Final score in Calgary. The Stampeders beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats 19-8. to Cats' four-game winning streak has now evaporated. They're 9-3 and three on the season. Still technically first place in the CFL. I know they're tied record-wise with Winnipeg, but they've already beaten the Winnipeggers. So they have the statistical edge in terms of wins-loss against equal opponents. So Ticats, for at least the next week, will be number one in the CFL. Will they continue to be so when they take on the Eskimos in Edmonton on Friday, September 20th? We shall see. Kickoff for that game is at 9.30. We'll be on the air at 12.30 a.m. on Saturday, September 21st.
Our player of the game today, voted by you, the fans, is Dane Evans. Had a statistically great game. Left a lot of points on the field, though. My vote was for Trey Robertson. Uh, he only gets two votes on the afternoon. And our fifth quarter fan of the night, Jason. He called in, poured his heart out. Our condolences to Jason and his family, and uh, glad that he called in to share his thoughts. Big thanks to uh, big thanks, pardon me, to producer uh, Lorraine Postma. My name's Rick Samprin, and thank you for tuning in to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. <laughs> The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.